We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. Hi, everyone. This is Christina. And this is MJ. And this is another episode of Spooky Tales, the podcast where we tell you about all the spooky, no, spooky stuff. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, it's our time of year, like officially now. This is when we thrive. Yeah, this is when we thrive. This is when we are at our highest uh, power. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and today we are talking about legends from Honduras. Yeah, I feel like we haven't touched upon much. Well, no, we we have a few Honduras. There's a lot of countries that we have yet to go through. This is true. Yeah, you're right. But first, I do have a listener story. And before I forget, if you have any spooky stories that you want us to read on the podcast, email us at spookytales at gmail.com or you can DM us on any of our socials. Email is easier for me. So, you know, like if I can choose, I would prefer email, but we will take them anywhere, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're accessible. We're easy. <laughs> so here is this listener's story. When I was 12, me and my nine-year-old cousin were playing hide-and-seek outside, and I happened to look under the car, and on the other side, there was a lady. Her legs resembled a woman's legs, but she was green. What? (laughs) The moment I laid my eyes on her legs, a chill ran down my spine. Then my cousin ran up behind me and asked, and I asked her to look under the car, and she saw it too. She got scared the moment she laid her eyes on her and started crying, so I pulled my cousin's arm and ran inside. I never saw her again. I try searching her on Google, and nothing comes up. I don't live in a rural area, but there's a railroad behind my house. I'm still getting used to it. Other things have happened in my house, like my uncle and dad have seen me in the house when I'm not there. Ew. Or the time I was like 10 and my brother had gotten drunk and went outside We saw him walking on the sidewalk in front of my neighbor's house, so I ran to him, but he kept walking faster, and then my parents found him in the same car I looked under when I saw the woman's legs. I realized years later that he was leading me into the darkness where the streetlights couldn't reach. So many things have happened, but honestly, it's all weird, especially when I'm home alone. And then they said, email me back if you want to hear the rest, and I did email them back, and I haven't heard the rest, so like... If you're listening, can you send me the rest? <laughs> send us the rest. I emailed you back. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But that's like three different short stories in one email. <laughs> so, yeah, that's creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I want to ask, what did you type into Google? Like, green lady by car. I don't know. Yeah, so what did you type? I mean, because like, I would have done that too. <laughs> I, I would I have, have Green too. Lady Urban Legend. <laughs> Green Lady Ghost Stories. That is so really weird. I haven't ever heard of like a Green Lady ever. Yeah, everything about that was strange. And then like, yeah, I don't know. There's like doppelgangers. There's Green Ladies. <laughs> All kinds of strange Weird. Stuff. Yeah, but um, yeah. Email me the rest, please. (laughs) (laughs) I need to know. 
Oh, and you know, it's going to be October when this comes out. And I do have a request for our listeners. If you have any scary stories that happened in October or on Halloween, uh, send us send send them to us. You can send a voice note and I'll play it in the podcast, like in the in an episode. If you want to be in the podcast, if you don't, if you don't want your voice out there, just send it to us via email or on our DMs. I want October stories. If anyone has them and you are you feel like writing them, you know, that would be great. Okay. I have like a bunch of these in my notes. Do you want to go first, MJ? Do I go first? Um, I don't know. It's up to you. Okay. How many stories do you have? I have one, but it's pretty long and there's several like, um, um, I guess, witness accounts. Um, let's do yours first. Yeah. Okay. So I am doing a, the legend of El Cerro Brujo in Honduras. And I came across this legend on ExploreHonduras.com with an X. Oh, hey, I use them too. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Cerro Cerro Brujo is a typical hill located between El Sitio and the Estados Unidos neighborhoods in the city of, I'm so sorry, this is going to be so hard to pronounce and I apologize ahead of time, De Guasigalpa. That was a mouthful. that's pretty close. Yeah. That was a mouthful. That wasn't bad. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah. Named for the strange things that happen there, uh, many people think it's just a legend and nothing more than an overactive imagination. The mind playing tricks for those, however, that live in the area, it's very real and it confirms people's belief in the paranormal. The story of Cerro Brujo has become very popular and has gained a certain degree of credibility. This is because many people claim to have experiences in the area. In addition to this, Cerro Brujo is considered an inactive volcano of Honduras. And um, volcanoes around the world always seem to have like this paranormal activity surrounding it. Mm -hmm. I feel I feel like it's like I I would agree with that because we've encountered stories about uh, Popocatepet in Mexico. Yeah. Hawaii Hawaii has like a lot of volcano legends. And like noises coming from there, like screaming Mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It has, like, there's always something associated with volcanoes and the paranormal. Mm -hmm. But many people who simply go through the area experience weird phenomena. This story comes from Doña Paula Sierra Amaya, who at the time of this article was an 80-year-old woman, and she claims to have lived a horrible experience in El Cerro Brujo when she was a child, even though it has been decades that she lived through this experience. The memory mm. terrifies her and she panics when she talks about her experience. Aww. Which is really sad. Um, yeah. My father and I came from Santa Lucia to buy cattle at a place near Cerro Brujo. An immense ball of fire descended from the hill and fell to the earth with a great explosion. My father told me that it was the temptation that comes out in places where people make a pact with the devil. At that moment, my body was completely bristling and numb. A few days after that, I fell ill with a strong fever and convulsions that only went away when they sprinkled me with holy water. So whatever she witnessed Mm -hmm. was very um, traumatizing to her. She was she was Mm -hmm. really scared. And even though like it says like 
it, it fell to earth. It, um, the fireball kind of reminds me of Las Brujas, how they're like fireballs oh, around yes. the hills and stuff. Yeah. But at the same I time, the same also thought. like UFOs. Like... Oh, both really? Okay. Well, because look at it. She she goes on to say like uh, an immense ball of fire descended from the hill and fell to earth with a great explosion. So true. It, it sounds kind of like yeah, a, either a UFO or a bruja or a UFO witch. I don't know. <laughs> both. <laughs> a co- you just combine them. <laughs> Combine them on this one. Alien witches. Uh, <laughs> wow. Idea uh, you know, I would watch that movie though. I would. <laughs> Me too. Alien Someone witches. Someone make it. <laughs> um, <laughs> the next relato is from Manuel Lopez. And Manuel has lived in the area for over 22 years. And his story is about a time they tried to subdivide El Cerro Brujo. And for those like me who didn't know or, or understand what subdivide meant, it just means dividing up the land in different sections to sell them off or or just simply like divide a chunk of land into different properties, which. Oh, OK. I didn't Thank know. You. I didn't know that either. But I mean, it, it's kind of in the name, but <laughs> still, I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> um. So he recounts, the owner of the land where Cerro Brujo is located has tried to undo it many times to subdivide it, but he has not been able to because the hidden forces he owns prevent prevents him. Several years ago, they were opening a street to begin earthworks. One night, the man driving the tractor and others stayed up late working. Everything was going normally, but as he advanced through the devastation of the hill and removed the material, he saw a child appear out of nowhere, running in front of his heavy machine. Oh, Very frightened, okay. and in order not in order to not hurt the child, he mishandled the machine. And it turned and fell over the cliff. As it fell, mm. it left a huge mark in the form of a scratch on the ground that remi- remained visible for a long time. The man is said to have survived the accident but lost his mind. No one knew if the child that appeared on the hill was the son of a neighbor of the place, giving rise to fear of the pe- of the people. From that moment on, the work on Cerro Brujo was abandoned and no one else wanted to work there again. Yeah, the child thing is just freaky. Yeah, that is weird. I would have been out. I would have been like, nope. Yeah, no, I don't I do would have quit anything forever. with paranormal and children. You guys know I'm out. I'm done. We do whatever mm, this is. We are I'm gone. <laughs> I have no <Nope>. some <laughs> level of um, self preservation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's 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 high, it's barely there, but when it's there, it's, it's there. there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 paranormal children is nope. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no no thanks oh my god that's okay. strange though yeah that's weird and he got uh manuel has a second story and this is from the story of don santiago sierra amaya doña paula's brother who also assured that the hill is haunted don santiago his his compadre Apar- aparicio salgado told him that in the highest part of the hill there is a cave that opens at mere 12 at night Emanating a strong smell of sulfur, it is believed that the smell is produced by people who make a pact with 
the devil, and whoever manages to see it goes crazy. The group continued walking while listening carefully to the stories of their companions. Suddenly, a cave appeared in front of their eyes. Very surprised, they wondered if it was the same cave that Don Santiago mentioned. Without thinking twice, Juan Jose entered the cave to see if he could find anything. Very scared, the others waited outside, but nothing. There was nothing. Disappointed to not find anything in the cave, they continued their journey, their journey and suddenly noticed that the signal from their phones was lost and the image from the video cameras they were carrying were erased, as well as their clock showing 7 o'clock at night. Suddenly, it marked 11.30 p.m. Hmm. Somewhat disconcerned by what they were perceiving, they continued their journey while Manuel began another of his many stories he remembers. It is said that at near 12 o'clock at night, when the spirits begin to wander, a woman is seen coming down from the hill, walking through the streets of the United States neighborhood and going back up. It is believed that it is the soul in pain of a woman who is looking for her son who was murdered in the Cerro Brujo cave. After walking and walking, listening to the stories of their companions, the group of journalists decided to end the tour, although they could not see or record images to verify or distort the stories of the residents of Cerro Brujo. They were able to feel firsthand the existence of, of some type of mysterious activity. We are still not sure of what happened in the Cerro Brujo or if it's real, a story or simple fantasy created by the imagination of the neighbors. What we are sure is that something strange happens there that neither we nor anyone else has been able to explain. So, it's the hmm. haunted area. And yeah, we go, like, there is too many stories for one Yeah, place. and that, I mean, <laughs> the kid, and then you have what, um, time lapse? No. See, I'm telling you. When, when I say no mm -hmm. to something, you guys should listen to me. But at the same time. It's true. There. Hey, I said we need listen to MJ stickers. <laughs> but at the same time, like, what is it called? Do as I say, not as I do. That's what you said. <laughs> what I said the first time. <laughs> like, don't copy me and don't copy my actions. Do what I'm telling you to do. Because yeah, I'd be yeah. doing some dumb shit. Same. <laughs> but I don't want you guys doing my, the same dumb shit I do. <laughs> yeah uh, was that all you had yes that was the legend of El Cerro Brujo and I will get pictures so Christina can post them on the Instagram sweet yeah I've been lazy with the Instagram lately but I will get back on it one day not this week probably <laughs> one day <laughs> eventually um, okay so I have um, a few legends the first one is the whole reason I wanted to do Legends from Honduras. It is called La Sucia. Have you heard it before, MJ? I have heard of La Sucia. Yeah. Okay. okay. I don't know yeah, like, I did the a full TikTok. story, but uh -huh. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did a TikTok on it a while ago. Um, I will be re-uploading that to Instagram when this comes out. Just um, to have something to post, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. This is the legend of La Sucia. So... According to legend, a beautiful 15-year-old girl lived with her parents in Trujillo, Honduras. She was good to her parents and helped with the daily chores. These chores included laundry, 
which she did at the nearby river. One day, while doing laundry at the river, she met a hard-working young man from a good, respectable family. They fell in love, and he asked for her hand in marriage. She said yes, and, her, and had her family's blessing. Time passed, and it was the wedding day. It was supposed to be the best day of her life, but on that day, it was revealed that she had never been baptized. She could not get married. After being unable to marry the love of her life, she fell into a great depression. The supposed love of her life moved on pretty quickly, and this sent her into a madness. While she was out in the river washing her clothes, she received word that her former fiancé was to marry another woman. This was the nail on the coffin, and she let out a blood-curdling scream. As she screamed, she ran and ran until she ran across a cliff and she jumped. She fell, her, she fell to her death. Since that day, it is said that she can be seen in the rivers and streams of Honduras, still searching for her true love. Drunk men are said to encounter her, bathing in the river. She appears to be beautiful to them and entices these drunk men to join her in the river where she reveals to have a face so horrifying it drives these men mad. Good for her. Yeah, you know what's funny to me though? It's like why wouldn't why wouldn't she just get baptized before the wedding? That's why her name is La Sucia. It isn't clear. She's La Sucia because she's unbaptized. So dumb. But yeah, like <laughs> yeah, I Yeah, it is. Cuz I shit. What what do I have missing? I don't even know. I didn't finish my whole... Oh, the confirmation. <laughs> That's what oh, I still yeah, need. <laughs> yeah. I'm never doing it. <laughs> it's too late yeah, now. It's too, yeah, it's too late now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do not um, need but to go yeah. through catechism. <laughs> the, I yeah, think they give you adult classes. <laughs> I'm like, no thanks. <laughs> Ew, no, no thanks. There's one version of the legend that says at the wedding day, they offered to baptize her and she refused. <laughs> Oh. Um, and that's why her uh her fiance didn't marry her because she refused. And there's other versions of the legend that like the one I shared that just don't explain anything. Like <laughs> why was that day why on that day was she finding out that she needed a baptism and why didn't she just get it? Like nothing is explained. <laughs> Which is why I like it. <laughs> You're just it left is wondering very strange, like strange though. Like what? Yeah. Cause, Cause, I know for a fact, as long as you're the person you're marrying is baptized and has all their shit together, it like covers you because that's gonna be like your spouse. But also, like you could just not get married in the church, and you could just get married, civ- like a civil marriage. So that's <laughs> whatever. <true. laughs> but back then, in the time of this legend, you could not. It was only a Catholic wedding, and so this is obviously Catholic uh, propaganda. <laughs> yeah. She was, like, atheist back um, in the day, clearly. Yeah, yeah. She was like, you know what? No, thanks. <laughs> I'm a woman of um, science, and we're here for it. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? But, yeah, to this day, it's said that her screams are heard, and she uh, targets drunk men. <laughs> so she's on the list of queens for us. Yes. <laughs> Along with La Ciguanaba. Uh, La Sayona, La Llorona. 
<laughs> they Not all end in A. Num- what was her name? They do. I haven't talked about her on here. I only talked about her on TikTok. Oh, La Tule Vieja. <laughs> She's uh where's she from? She's not Honduras, or I would have covered her. I don't remember what country she's from. Gonna cover her, though. I will. (laughs) She's another fave of mine. She is from Costa Rica. Ah, thank you. We've done stories from there, but not like a full episode like this. Shall we do that next? (laughs) I'm down. All right. Well, hey, look, we have our topic. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's the fastest we've ever. (laughs) It is. Look at us. (laughs) Are we professional now? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to mess up in the next 10 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Every time we're like, look at us, professional. Uh Something happens. Oh, I know. Then, Then everything goes wrong. Nothing will be as wrong as that other recording where, like, both my children were just crying and, like, uh, I was nose bleeding, and like then we had connection issues. That was like one of the exorcism episodes. Oh, and like I think was it the same episode that I forgot to press or not forgot, but I thought I pressed record and I didn't. Yes, it was that episode. <laughs> the episode was something. that was that was a hot mess. Um, okay, so let me go on to the legend of El Cicimite. So this is one of the most famous legends from Honduras. El Sisimite is is an ape-like creature with long hair and powerful strength, uh, sometimes referred to as the Central American version of Bigfoot. (laughs) My ex. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oh, ooh. ooh. (laughs) We all made bad choices. (laughs) We did. Uh, I can't recover from this. Oh, my God. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So, it's said that El Sisimite lives deep in the highest mountains of Honduras. Unlike Bigfoot, El Sisimite does not run away from human interaction. Instead, women who decide to walk through the forest might want to be careful because it's said that he kidnaps women and then takes them to his cave and forces <laughs> them to be his bride. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, one of the, the most known... In- oh, uh-huh. What? Oh, go, continue. Go. I'll finish. I mean, I'll... Okay. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> Look at us not being professional. <laughs> so, one of the most known encounters tells the story of a young woman who was exploring the forest when she came across El Sisimite. The ape-like creature quickly snatched up the woman and took her to his cave. During her captivity, it said that she gave birth to three of his kids... One day, she managed to escape with her three kids, ran towards a river where the fast-moving waters prevented them from continuing their journey together. Unable to get the kids across, the woman left her children behind and saved herself. Oh, in an act of revenge, El Sisimite drowned the three kids. No one heard from the woman after that, and the most of the villagers figured she died while trying to escape. Until years later, she was located in a nearby town. According to villagers, the woman swore she gave birth to three ape-like creatures and warned others to stay away from his cave or they would risk getting kidnapped. Mm, that one's sad. Yeah, that one's <laughs> sad. And there's there's similar stories here in the, um, in the United States from indigenous peoples uh, retelling similar stories with Sasquatch, that it would steal the woman. Really? Yeah. 
I didn't know that. And do they give birth to Sasquatch um, babies? I, from what I know, yes. But oh, because a lot of people think Sasquatch isn't like Sasquatch; it's like a a wild man. So it's like human, right. right? But it's just like wild, I guess. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you guys know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like lives in the whatever mountains and stuff. Yeah, it has caves. like no yeah. form of like linguistics or anything yeah just lives like a little animal yeah so this next one is el griton de la medianoche the screaming thing at midnight (laughs) a midnight screamer oh my god that's way better yeah so this is the legend of el griton this following legend dates back to the colonial colonial era of honduras It is said that on the quietest of nights in the mountains of El Valle de Sula and Trujillo, Honduras, a chilling scream can be heard, especially on full moons and after midnight. No one has ever seen the being that screams. Even the earliest colonizers of this era claim to have heard it. But not all can hear it. Those that do hear the screams experience an unfortunate event in their life. Some believe this is a demon, others believe that it is the devil himself. But many believe it is the spirit of someone who was murdered in the mountains. It's known that this is a bad omen if we hear it, and they call it el griton or el griton de medianoche, de la medianoche. There is one version of the story that says el griton was born from an indigenous woman who has who had been excommunicated from her uh tribe Mm -hmm. Uh, she was left to wander the forest and she came across a demon who forced her to bore his child and the the el griton is then half human half demon yeah which i had not come across when i was uh or when i first heard this um weird and um it's also said that El Griton's screams are so terrifying, it causes trees to be pulled out from their roots and for the earth to shake. Those who, um, you know, hear them, make it through the night, you know, survive or whatever, uh, they're said to develop uncontrollable fevers and they're caused by, uh, you know, El Susto that they endured mm-hmm. from hearing his screams. And yeah, that is the legend of El Griton. It sounds almost like a banshee. Like it's like Right, yeah. A omen. Mm-hmm. Very weird. Strange. Could be I mean some animals make some weird ass screams in your life. That is true. They're that often attributed. Yeah, and they're often attributed to like uh something paranormal, but it's really an animal, so who knows? Weird any either way. <laughs> yeah, I think mountain lions sound like people screaming. Yes, yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. The following is El Comelenguas. So in the 1950s, the story of El Comelenguas began to appear throughout the country, and it became especially popular in the rural, sorry, that word, (laughs) in the rural and southern areas of Honduras. According to legend, villagers who sighted the flying cryptid described it as a prehistoric-looking animal, so like a pterodactyl. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, The day after a sighting, villagers would usually wake up to find that their cows had been killed, and then they would find all of them missing their tongues. 
which is why it was nicknamed El Come Lenguas, the tongue eater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the few villagers who claim to have witnessed the creature approach the cattle at night say the creature would wrap its large tail around a cow's neck and then brutally rip its tongue out. Ooh. Right? <laughs> uh, villagers in the 50s described El Come Lenguas as a black creature with scales, sharp teeth, and a large head that resembled that of a crocodile's. That doesn't sound very pterodactyl-like to me. <laughs> that is weird. Yeah, that does sound weird. Like a chimera almost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when questioned by authorities and experts, several villagers pointed to a photo of a dimorphodon. Um, okay, so my toddler's dinosaur book has a dimorphodon in it, so I know what a dimorphodon is. <laughs> I'm Googling at dimorphodon right now. Oh, okay, I see it. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> and they pointed to that when they were asked to describe what the creature looks like. And the Dimorphodon was a flying reptile from the Jurassic era that had a big head, small brain, sharp teeth, and a tall beak. And even though villagers said that the animal they saw was very similar to a Dimorphodon, e- experts do not believe that the villagers saw a, dim- a Dimorphodon because um, they were known for eating fish or insects, not for uh, being brutal cow eating no obviously they wouldn't be eating cows but they weren't known for being brutal dinosaurs i to to that i tell the scientist evolution (laughs) right yeah you know what they like cows now they're no longer uh herbivores (laughs) sorry they got a taste of the of the cow they like (laughs) they they like their their barbecue what can i say they like their tripas okay their lengua, tacos de lengua. <laughs> yes, which I do not. I can't. I can't eat them. I the texture, uh, I cannot. I if it's fried enough, like if it's like okay, kind of crunchy, yeah. doable. Okay, okay, maybe, maybe. I mean, that was like years ago. I was as a kid and a teen. Like I couldn't eat them, and I never tried again. Maybe I'll try them again one day. I don't think so, though. <laughs> as long as it's deep fried and crunchy, I'm down. Maybe if I have one like that, I'll try it. Um, So either way, according to villagers, one day they spotted big, bright lights coming from the woods and El Coma Lenguas was never seen again. Till this day, no one knows what creature was going around Honduras ripping the tongues out of cows. So yeah, that was El Coma Lenguas. (laughs) Which I can't hear without thinking of of tacos de lengua. (laughs) (laughs) No. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. And then um, that's it for Legends. The next story is one I found on Reddit about Ooh. Duendes. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> I I wouldn't be me if I didn't force you to sit through a Duendes story. And I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my palms are sweaty for anyone wondering. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> So this is titled Duendes, quote, Spanish Elves, unquote. It was, it's from uh, the Paranormal subreddit, uh, submitted by user Serrato D. And it's about two years old. And so they said, I was visiting Honduras and was discussing the paranormal with my cousins. They said they've never seen a ghost, but everyone had a Duendes story, a Duendes story. The most interesting was about a schoolmate of my cousin's. 
So my cousin's schoolmate was... This is These are their words, not mine. <laughs> so my cousin's schoolmate was a beautiful blonde girl. Beautiful inside and out, not conceited, super sweet, and friends with everyone. Especially the town losers. My cousin being one of them. She had a duende... <laughs> Damn, like, nobody asked them to fucking uh, go on their cousin like that. And they're just like, yeah, my cousin's a fucking loser. (laughs) Terrible. Oh, God. I can't relate having loser-ass cousins, though. Anyways, continue. No, I have, like, the coolest cousins ever. They know. And I love all of them. (laughs) So, she had a duende that was following her since she was eight. She was obsessed with her and would throw rocks at any boy that tried to date her. As she grew older, it got annoying that her suitors would be scared away by this rock-throwing duende. But my cousin told her to tell the elf to go away, and she said, Any man scared of an of a duende is not worthy of my affections. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know if uh, <laughs> that would be my answer. Uh, well, fast forward to her being a 30-year-old. <laughs> Oh, my God. Fast forward to her being a 30-year-old virgin. (laughs) I can't even, like, oh, my God. Okay, let me continue with this ridiculous story. (laughs) That just felt like an unnecessary detail to me. (laughs) It was. So, (laughs) she got a boyfriend who was not afraid of the duende and continued to date her, even though this duende messed with him a lot, throwing rocks, stealing his keys, leaving nails around his car. Ew. (laughs) She lost her virginity to him, and then the duende was so disgusted, he finally left her alone. So she could have had sex so long ago, and the duende would have left her alone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, what a... (laughs) That was a... That was a... That was a strange duende that story. That was a strange story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm processing that. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Yeah, very weird. Okay, so this is still from that, um, sub- or that Reddit post. Another story comes from my grandmother. When she was 40, doctors told her she'd be completely blind by the age of 50, She's very religious and not superstitious at all. Mm, I feel like religious and superstition go hand in hand. Yeah. Okay. Because there's a (laughs) lot of mysticism. Exactly. She's very religious and not superstitious at all, but was desperate to save her eyesight. Well, a neighbor told her about an herbalist living in the mountains of Copan who had a whistling duende as her assistant. Okay. Weird. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. My grandmother went with her friend to visit the women. She told the women what the doctor said about her eyes, and the women translated to the duende by whistling. What? My grandmother and her friend said that they said they didn't see the duende, but they did hear the duende whistle back in response. The duende whistled to the women to give my grandmother some herbs he gathered. My grandmother took the strange herbs, and although her eyesight did not get better, it did not get worse. She passed away at 70 with the same prescription she had at 40. And they end this by saying, not all duendes are evil? Question mark. Okay. Yeah, that one was weird. <laughs> Both yeah. of those stories were weird. 
The whistling took, you know, it was a little bit like of a, came out of nowhere. Yeah. I know there's like a, I can't remember where, I want to say like Romania. I don't know, somewhere in Europe where people like whistle to communicate from far distances. Oh, that's common. I think that's common in a lot of places. I don't do it because I don't know how to whistle like a loser. I can whistle, but I can't do like repetitive sounds you know what i mean like i I can't whistle for shit like let me show you my attempted whistle (laughs) do you hear that (laughs) (laughs) that's as far that's as good as it's gonna get on my end but i can't do like you know how people do like little musical notes or whatever i can't do that yes you know what i always wanted to do and i couldn't the like typical mexican dad whistle like yeah the one when they put the two fingers in their mouth and go Uh uh-huh i can't do that yeah, I can't. I can't either. And I'm jealous of everyone who can. Me too. I've tried so much and all I did is like I get spit everywhere. It's like that's, that's not helpful. Yeah. It's gross. But this story, this story made me think that we need a Duendes part two. Like we need another Duendes episode. I think we do. I've, I've heard of like yeah. some stories of like Duendes making people rich. Kinda that's like- what I wanted to talk about. Oh my God. Where are you? Where are you in sync? <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like yeah like the duendes like have like a caretaker i guess or someone like they bond with and like they get taken care of and then the duendes like you know what you're taking care of me i'll take care of you right <laughs> i wouldn't do it i wouldn't have that relationship but you know bravo to those who do <laughs> couldn't be me yeah exactly <laughs> Apparently, there's a missing 401 case where um, shamans from, like, the Amazon offer, made offerings to a duende to get a person back. Um, so worked. I'm going to save this, send it to you yes. as well. But we're going to do that. It was a missing 411, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love and those stories. They said, search my cool Coresio Acuna to... Um, Get the full story. Oh my god, yeah, we're gonna add that to yeah, our topic. Yeah, we have to. List. And for those guys who don't know what we're res- re- uh, referencing, Missing Four Hundred One is like a, I want to say like a book series, um, where uh, it's like mysterious disappearances in forest areas mm-hmm. around the world. So yeah. Oh my god. Okay. So let's do the what did we say? Costa Rica episodes and then a Duendes episode. All right. So hey, good. if you have Duendes stories, more Duendes stories, please send them our way. We will read them on the episode. Um, you know me. I love a good Duendes story. I don't have any, so that's why I love them. <laughs> yeah. I am scared of them, but I like to listen. I'm gonna try and get more details out of my dad so he can share his full Duendes story with me. So um, I think this this episode will come out this Friday. And then after that, I'm going to put someone else's episode on our feed because I'm going to be in Mexico. Oh, <laughs> have FYI. fun. Yeah, I'm going to visit family and go visit my abuelito, um, rest in peace, in, uh, in his, uh, in el panteon. Because, you mm-hmm. know, I didn't get to see him. Um, Bring cheese. So it's, uh, yes. I, so I'm going to go. I'm going to try and collect some Duende stories there as and well. And cheese. Um, and <laughs> cheese, <geez>, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so uh, well, you're not gonna hear from us. Uh, so the week, so uh, yeah, this is gonna come out on the thirtieth, and I'm gonna be gone from like the first to the seventh. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. 
So on the 7th, it's going to be someone else's episode on our feed, if there's anything on our feed. And then we'll be back the 14th. Yeah, that looks right, if I'm looking at this yes. right. Yes. But look at that. We have our topics ready. Uh, send us Duende stories or Halloween stories that you have. And anything that happened in October, if you have stories around that time or Halloween scary stories, any of those three things. I think send last them our year way, I please. shared my story, right? I think, I yeah. think so. Or did or you share like, it on another podcast? I know. I'm pretty sure I shared it with uh, me and my best friend. We'd go out on Halloween and crazy shit True, always happened. Yeah. I think I yeah, shared it. On I here. remember hearing it. Um, do you have any spooky recommendations for today? God, let me. Yes, I do. But let me look up the book real quick. Okay, while you're looking up, I will let everyone know what I watched. Uh, well, first, I will say I finally finished The Devil in Ohio. And, you know, it was okay. Would I recommend it? No. <laughs> but I had to pause it. The mom was pissing me off. Yeah, it was just not, like, it was kind of boring. Um, I wanted to like it. I did, because, like I said, I love Bones. And anything she's in, I'm going to try and watch it. But, oh, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I, I think her acting was a saving grace, though, because she's really good. She makes you feel stuff. Yeah, Granted, her acting it's frustrating. is excellent. <laughs> it is frustrating. Um, but just the story, I don't know. That's yeah. how you know someone's a good actress or actor. Like, they're, they will make you feel negative or positive emotions. And she, her the way she acted her character pissed me off because I, I was yeah. really angry at the character. And it's a trauma response. It mm -hmm. is. It is. Um, still frustrating to watch her and the choices she makes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so, like, if you have absolutely nothing else to watch, yeah, watch it. But, like, I don't recommend it. I did watch something else called Bird Boy on Shudder. And mm. it was so weird and creepy. It was, it's like a cartoon, but it's... um. Oh, like a like a horror fantasy cartoon. It's in Spanish. It's on Shudder. And it touches on subjects like... Uh, uh, what's it called? Pollution, you mm. know, things like that. Drugs. Uh, yeah, it's it's weird. If you like weird, you will like Bird Boy. It's interesting. Yeah, I will leave it at that. I will watch that. Um, and yes, I actually got recommendations. So I've been getting birthday presents because my birthday is on Wednesday. I'm not doing anything. Oh my god! Gonna, Happy early birthday! I forgot. I'm gonna be napping. Oh, I That's need what to I send asked my something. family. That's what I asked my family. I was like, "Let take the kids and let me nap for 16 uninterrupted hours, please." That's the best gift you could get. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I also got like uh, my best friend sent me the Gathering Dark, uh, an anthology of folk horror. It's a book. Uh, the Ooh. cover is stunning. And then I also, because like for those who know me, I my favorite monster is Cthulhu or Cthulhu, however you want to pronounce it. Um, <laughs> I've never heard it like that. <laughs> and um, one of the uh, one of the, uh, the the book in the in the Cthulhu mythos is uh, the Necronomicon, right? And it's kind of like a book of like you know all these like monsters and religions having to do with Cthulhu. But anyways, there's a cookbook out there. That somebody made based off the Necronomicon, and it's called the Necronomicon. <laughs> That's an awesome title. What? <laughs> and um, yeah, I got it for my birthday, and I can't wait to try like all these spooky recipes, like based on the Cthulhu mythos. 
And what else? Oh, and I also like recently was watching, uh, what is it called? The Platform. It's a Spanish horror. Mm-hmm. And oh, I haven't I seen on, that. Is I it a movie it's on or a show? Netflix. It's a movie. Oh, so basically, okay. it's like it, it, it's it's uh, what is it called? Uh, the word, but it's basically like um, a, I guess an analogy for uh, what is it called um, the thing that we're in uh, economic wise. What is it called? Not a recession. Oh, uh, con- yeah, yeah, yeah. Co- uh, what is it called? Consumerism oh. and um, okay, uh huh. And what is the other thing? Like uh, uh like. Oh my god, I, my brain just went blank. But you guys, if you guys like look at the trailer, you're uh, you'll understand the analogy that is trying to um, uh, you know, say. And it's really weird. It's it's weird. Okay, I yeah. will watch this. Uh, there was something else that I wanted. Well, there's a lot coming to us. Uh. Like la- Latinx, Latina, Latino horror wise. Mm-hmm. Um, let me look for so Nightmare on Fifth Street. They have an excellent blog. Um, if you remember, we did a Chucky episode with them. Mm-hmm. But Nightmare on Fifth Street has an excellent blog um, where they talk about movies, and they're just an excellent podcast. But they were tweeting, so they were at Fantastic Fest, which is like um, mm. Fantastic Fest is like a they show movies showcase movies and stuff Mm -hmm. but they were there and so they talked about like different movies that are coming out and one that just looks like it's going to be super fun is called uh satanic hispanics (laughs) oh my god (laughs) yes okay i don't know when it's going to come to the public like but it looks super cool Well, I you know I need to know more information on this shit. Like I I need to know now. So hold on, <laughs> Satanic, Hispanic. So funny. I love the name. So yeah, they're um five horror stories from five Latino uh filmmakers. Mm-hmm. And um, let's see. Okay, so yeah, it's a horror anthology. I don't know. I need. I can't find when the rest of us can watch this because it's at Fantastic Fest. It can't. This can't be the only place that we can all see I just, it. it has I to just be seen the trailer elsewhere. on YouTube right now when I looked it up. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be out eventually somewhere. Okay, it better be because I I need to see it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, lots coming for us. You know, <laughs> it's a spooky season. It is a spooky season, officially. So, yeah, get your pumpkin shit. (laughs) Get your, put on your hoodies, your pumpkin. It's 90 degrees here. I'm going (laughs) to Yeah, it was like 87 degrees here today. (laughs) But you know what? Put your hoodies on. We'll sweat through it. Get that pumpkin, get that PSL. Oh, my God. Yeah, and uh, and stay a spooky. We'll we'll catch everyone not next week but the week after and yeah thanks for listening and send us your stories please when the stories are October stories either or both I'll take anything <laughs> yes all right bye bye thank you so much to the spooky supporting us on Patreon your support means the world to us and if you want to join the Patreon and get bonus episodes, monthly goodies in the mail, and more, go over to patreon.com slash spooky tales. Spooky Tales is hosted by Christina and MJ. 
produced and edited by Christina, and is a proud member of the Cultivate Network. For more podcasts on the network, check out CultivatePodcastNetwork.com. Don't forget to check out our spooky merch. We have spooky shirts, we have no mamas shirts, and we have a cool hat that I just added. It's like a baseball hat, not like a hat hat. Um, we also have a beanie in there, and they just say a spooky on there, but I'm a big fan of the hat. It says a spooky in old English letters, and I love it. I wear it every day, not because I want to go around repping the podcast, but it's comfy. It's a great hat. You can go to spookytales.com store. I'm always adding new designs. But don't even worry if you cannot support us monetarily because the most important support is what you're already doing, giving us a listen. If you listen and you love what we do, feel free to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and share this with your spooky friends. Spooky season is upon us, so this is our time of year. Stay as spooky.